Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. All right, David, uh, Chrissy, so here's the headline. Uh, I am working solo today from here because JM is on assignment. He's on assignment, uh, I think he's at the doctor's office. He was, he was having some issues. No, he's, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. But uh, he's JM is on assignment today. He's not here today. So I am handling it alone from here. However, however, okay. I am, I, I, at the last moment, I was able to get my pal, Leighton Sheldon from Vintage Breaks, Just Collect, to come in. Leighton was going to be with us for a little while, but now he's going to be with me for the whole while, and he's got oh. no damn choice. How are you, Leighton? Great. I appreciate you asking me, Tom. You know that I'm flattered, and I love being on the show with you. It really is uh, a wonderful break from the day as well as society. I feel like we're in our own little cocoon here. Exactly. You know something? That, that's why you know we very seldom, whenever we, ha- we, ask, we ask a few people to jump in to, to, to co-host a show, the only two that have, I think have done it, David, are just Derek and, and Leighton, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are the only two that have actually jumped in as co-hosts in this whole oh. hobby, because you both get it. You guys understand what we're all about, you know? Listen, love, I love Derek, uh, and as much as we're both hobby nerds, going to dinner with Derek is an experience. You should do that sometimes. He's a cheap bastard. I've been with him. He's so cheap, it's ridiculous. Please. You know, you just make him take out the credit card for Heritage. See, he's personally cheap, yes, <laughs> but Heritage as a company is wonderful, and they are not. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So listen, uh, Leighton is with us. Uh, we're going to bring in, in about 10 seconds, another dear friend of the show, uh, Jordan. Uh, you know, Jordan gets it, too. Jordan Glory from uh, Leland's. He's, uh, I think he really runs Leland's. Uh, you know, Hef is like, uh, he's like the beauty, the figurehead. The, uh, he's like the icing on the cake. But I think, I think this is the kid behind it. And then later on, we're going to bring in Lee Behrens from uh, Sterling Sports. But let's bring in Jordan right now. How are you, kid? Good, how are you? Good. You guys know each other, right? Yeah. Yeah? We do. Hey, Jordan. Jordan, you got, some, you got some cool stuff going on. You know, we're just going to let you run with it because you guys are all over the place. But I've gotta, I, I don't know if this is a sensitive subject, but I think you guys get a lot of positive, a lot of positive ink on the whole Tom Brady uh, uh, football uh, uh, news item. Uh, doing the right thing, doing what you had to do. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is it okay to ask you that, or is that like an off? To- yeah, I mean, what are your oh, thoughts? It's okay. Yeah, I mean, we navigated it. It's all good. Um, every all sides are happy. You know, we're just happy that Tom's coming back, and now the market gets to kind of take advantage of that for the next year. So, I mean, if this is what happened, this is what was necessary in order for that to happen. Then I'm sure we'll all reap the benefits for the next year or so. What do you think? Uh, and Jordan, go ahead. I was going to say, Jordan, so for those who don't know, right, because Tom and I both know, but for the audience that's watching the Great American Collectibles show this week, can you give a little bit more detail as to actually what happened and what Tom Brady ball we're talking about? 
Sure. Yeah. So it was his, well, now I say last touchdown football. And I guess, I mean, technically it still is until he throws another one, but yeah, we sold it for a little over half a million dollars. And uh, that was back in March. And that was a Saturday night. Next morning, Sunday morning, we all hear that he's coming back. He's <laughs> coming out of retirement. So sure. Do we wish he waited like a week or a month? Yeah. But I mean, it's Tom Brady. I, I'm sure he was itching for a lot longer. You know, that's funny. So what was the reaction uh, of you and Mike uh, when all that all that broke? I mean, did, did, the, did the phone line start heating up? Yeah, I mean, I got texts from kids I went to high school with and I haven't talked to in years. And we were just like, all right, let's take a deep breath. Let's see how it goes. Let's not, you know, you can't react initially. You got to, you know, think about everything right and do the right thing. And luckily, you know, we took our time and we're patient and it ended up, you know, turning out well. Well, you guys, you really did handle it the right way. So you guys have had a hell of a year. I mean, what do you have going on right now? What does the next several months look like for Leland's? Uh, well, everyone's thinking about the national. It'll be here in two minutes, but we have an auction opening uh, May 22nd in a couple of weeks. I have a lot of stuff. And usually we've been headlining a lot of modern cards, but now we're getting back to our roots with vintage baseball and memorabilia. So it's, you know, we're really excited to have not just the cards because those are nice, but the memorabilia too. And that's what we all love at heart, really. You know, and Leighton, jump in here because it's it's really been an interesting ride. We're going to talk about this later on, but it's been a real interesting ride with the rise of the modern and ultra-modern uh, cards. Question is, is it is it leveling off now? I mean, am I seeing it or am I imagining what Jordan just said, that there seems to be... Uh, 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 people are starting to gravitate a little more towards the vintage stuff again, especially these new uh, investors and these new hobbyists. They, they're kind of dipping their toe into the water uh, with the vintage stuff. Are you seeing that at all, or, or am I imagining that? Uh, I mean, I'm seeing that, but I'm seeing it, I believe, because I'm more on the vintage side. And I believe what's happening, and, and Jordan, I'm curious what you think, but like anything else in life, right, things are a process. And so I have no doubt that factually over the last 12 months, there has been tens of thousands of first-time card buyers enter into our marketplace, enter into our hobby. But out of those tens of thousands of people, how many of them got the education or did the research that they were supposed to do on day one? Probably not that many of them. And so I think that just through natural attrition and the process of wanting the best in life, you know, no matter what you're, you know, trying to work at, whether it be it's a, a sport or a hobby or a business, that folks who are, let's say, starting with, you know, hundred thousand dollar plus RPA cards, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. It's just a sector of the market. And I think ultimately the folks who have that kind of money, when they're in their social circles, I went to a charity event recently. I think Inherently, it is classier and more fun to tell people about an asset that's 30, 40, 50, 100 years old than something that was made in 2017, because most people who are of extreme wealth don't really buy into that something made in 2018 is worth $800,000. And notice how I'm not saying it's a card. 
I'm just saying anything right. that's made in 2018. So I'm not talking about a home, right, or an automobile. It's a little bit different. But when you're talking about collectibles that are obviously made, right, we've talked about this term manufactured scarcity. I don't think it's wrong. I just think it's a sector of the market. And truth be told, Shine and, their, and other famous collectors like him, there's people who have not only put together very impressive portfolios, but they've made a lot of money in doing so. So make no mistake, the dollars are real. The, the game is real. The cards are real. But it's also about where you want to position yourself with your portfolio. If you're an investor, if you're a collector, or if you're a hybrid, where can you put, position yourself so that you can be doing this and still enjoying it on the financial as well as the actual, you know, hey, I'm going to put together a first series Garbage Pell Kids set, which ironically, shout out to my buddy, Justin. We were texting this morning. I had some doubles and like, that's what's so great about the hobby. But to bring it back to center, I don't know, right? You can't short modern. Doesn't work like that in our industry. Um, I just think that people are becoming more educated. And for those truly lucky that get to go check out Hef's collection, they see what vintage is all about. So, so Jordan, I mean, you're, you're in that, I put you in that age category. Uh, what do you collect? Are you a vintage guy, modern guy, or a little of both? Um, I like to be involved in the action and the most action is in modern cards. You know, if I had patience, I'd probably just store away a couple vintage pieces and sit on them. But then I'm, you know, I'm on, on Instagram and seeing people doing all these trades and buying, and I just want to be a part of the action. And, you know, right now, not yet, like vintage game use stuff and autographs aren't as popular as modern cards on Instagram. So it's not as flashy, but I mean, in my collection, I have a couple of modern things. I have a couple of game used jerseys, um, you know, lower le- level cards so I can like trade with people and keep the juices flowing. But yeah, there's just so much out there. There's just so many options, so many auctions. You know, just- you're sounding, I mean, and I, I'm not, uh, I'm not against it, but it's like you're saying, you know, my son's doing the same thing. You like the action. I mean, it's almost like, you know, gambling. I mean, you know, that's what you're doing. I mean, basically, you know, it's like it's like DraftKings or you know whatever. Uh, you're you know you're 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 kind of uh, hedging. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make some money on one card. You may get burnt on another one. Uh, and I, you know that's kind of exciting. It can be exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think we should. Yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. I was gonna say, like right now with the NBA playoffs, you could buy one of one card of each like star on every team. And if you get Giannis and Curry and you get Morant and Tatum, I mean, you'll hit one of them. Someone's going to win the championship. And then the others, they're not going to completely fall at the face of the earth. I mean, Giannis is who he is. Curry is who he is. Tatum is amazing. Morant is now very popular. So, you know, I'm not going to go out and spend a hundred thousand dollars per card for all these players, but, you know, maybe just have something of each. Uh, it's like a long-term gamble. You know, it's not like you're betting on the first point of the game and, you know, you could lose in three seconds. It's, you know, keeping track of all the teams and pretty much rooting everybody on, really. Interesting. Interesting. Your website. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have uh, an auction coming up on Leland's.com in a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great auction. Our last one until midsummer, but yeah, it's jam packed. Almost fifteen hundred lots, more than the last five or six auctions of ours. So, really excited for it to get underway. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys at the national. Uh, 
We have a stack of books that we're going to be sending you guys. Uh, our new book is going to be uh, launched at the National. So we get a bunch for Leighton, you guys, you know, and uh, do what you want with them. Use them as a, you can, you know, put your feet on them or you can sit <laughs> on them or you can give them away. All right, Jordan, tell Hef we said hi and uh, we'll see you at the National. Will do. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take it easy. All right. Good guy, huh? He's a good kid. Yeah, he really yeah, is. Yeah, Jordan's great. Yeah, he couldn't. Lovely ones. You know, you were great making a point. You wanted to make a point, uh, and I, uh, I interrupted you by accident uh, because Chrissy was, you know, she was giving me the look, you know. So. That's what I do. Anyway, what were you going to say <laughs> regarding uh, the vintage versus the modern? Sure. So it's just interesting to hear Jordan's take on it um, as how he likes the action. And, you know, you did throw out the, the, the you know, the term gambling, and I looked at it a little bit different. I looked at it as because these guys are so active, literally, you know, Tatum's playing a few games in a week for the playoffs. Yeah. Same thing with Giannis and the rest of those guys. That modern cards is more of the equivalent of day trading. So what's nice is you don't have to take a long position and you can get out literally. And that's where the, you know, the phrase came from, like that day or the next day using all the different platforms that are out there now. You don't have to wait just for eBay anymore to sell it over a seven or 10 day auction. You know, there's different platforms where you could put it in the vault and offer it for sale the moment where someone wins a series and moves on. On vintage, not just cards, but memorabilia, can use, things of that nature. I really look at it as long-term investing. And so I don't think that one is wrong. There's a lot of people who've made a lot of money day trading, but then those who make their profits day trading, reallocate those profits into a hybrid of some long-term investments. And they keep that core so that they can continue to day trade. But, you know, it's, it's really, it's just about how you look at things. And per Jordan's, um, uh, you know, words before, like, it's just what he enjoys. So I do enjoy day trading, both stocks as well as, let's say, cards on the modern side. Yeah. But there's one thing, and I think this separates probably you and I from Jordan, we're a little bit older, and we have a little bit more responsibility. And what I mean, for example, is I have a seven-year-old. Sure. You know, a younger picture of him is behind me. My point is, I like that when I go to sleep, there's probably nothing that's going to happen to my Clemente portfolio. Nothing's happening to my Babe Ruth cards. However, God knows what's going to happen. As great as Tom Brady is, that whole thing with the football is insane, right? And that's just memorabilia. And then even on the basketball side, do I agree with him? Curry is a great, Giannis is cementing his, his place. Tatum is an up-and-comer. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I don't believe that the prices of $100,000 on average for expensive basketball cards is something that I can recommend wholeheartedly to other people because I wouldn't spend that money myself. If I was going to be deploying that money, I would simply do it differently in investments I would hold for the longer term, but it doesn't mean I'm right. It's just more comfortable to me. So I, I, I kind that. of agree. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you uh, 100%. You know, you, you know we've, we've, we've used the coin that, I don't know who coined the term, but we, again, it's called manufactured scarcity. You know, in my opinion, I, that's the only kind of caveat that, that I find questionable. You know, because uh, a, a T206 Cobb with a green back uh, a, a 33 Gaudi Ruth, those are cards that are finite. You're not going to, what's out there, what you see is what you get. I mean, can a company control the value of a card by manufacturing two, three, four, or five of them? 
Absolutely. You said at the beginning of the show, let's get controversial. And I think this is perfect for this. So if you haven't heard the big hit in 2020, Flawless Basketball slash 21 uh, was hit. It was the LeBron James logo man, which featured three different NBA logo men from three different jerseys from his career, from different teams he played on. And for those of you who don't know, it's a one of one. It was recently pulled during a stream on whatnot, the app by a big breaker, and it's going to sell for millions of dollars. And I've been consuming a lot of the different takes on this poll on Instagram, particularly, as Jordan mentioned, that's where a lot of this, you know, action's happening in this back and forth. And although it is special that Panini took, theoretically, they did this, right? Three different LeBron James game used jerseys. And people are suggesting, well, there's only one logo on each one. Maybe I'm crazy. It means virtually nothing to me right. that a third party manufacturer, i.e., Panini, thought that they're geniuses and marketed a card that literally my son who's seven could create by taking a logo from three different jerseys, putting it on a card. You don't even know it's LeBron other than you're saying it's LeBron and they put a one slash one on it. I'm not suggesting that it's wrong. I'm just telling you for this guy's money and I work hard for my money. Yeah. I wouldn't want to own a fractional share of it. I wouldn't want to own any piece. And frankly, it's not even that interesting to me. What's more interesting to me is actually which jerseys they cut up and were they from as early in his career? Are they later in his career? And what would those three jerseys cost just to buy those three jerseys well, together? Let me ask you and this. And own the whole jersey myself, late, much less than millions of dollars. So let me ask you this question. Taking conversely, how do we know that the guy that owns that card, that one card, feels the same way? But his attitude is, I don't really care because there's still only one and I can flip it and get millions of dollars for it. doesn't mean anything to me either. Is that a possibility? Absolutely. And I got to tell you, that's what's amazing about our hobby right now because there might be someone who just wants to own it, but there might be someone just like Jordan who's got the financial wherewithal, who likes the action and says, you know what? Even though you think it's crazy, Layton, there's been crazier things that have happened in life. I'm going to spec on it. I'm going to split it with a buddy. And I think I could sell it for $10 million in three years because it's going to be the only one ever. But yep. that's what's beautiful about not knowing the future. This is just fun rhetoric. And, and to be honest, this kind of show should be on ESPN. little plug for Great American Collectible Show. Thank you. Because there really is no great weekly discussion. There's a lot of people who love to give their opinion one-sided. But we need to get like Rico back in the studio. We need JM. And what you need is like a good group of three or four folks who have different perspectives, right? Your perspective is great. It's different than mine. Doesn't mean mine's better. I'm, right. just, I'm a professional baseball card treasure hunter. I'm in it every day. I'd love to have a guy like Jordan, a little bit younger, fresher perspective. And then you take a guy like Hef, who's been around the block, seen it all, has more stuff that he knows what to do with, and is definitely in love with vintage but he makes money on selling modern cards for big money. Just saying that the hobby needs this kind of rhetoric and discussion. I think it's great. I'll tell you what, before we take a break, I, am, I, I will say that I think this whole phenomena, this whole phenomena of this, this new wave of investors and hobbyists coming in has been beneficial to the hobby. It has, it, it's, it, it's, it's given the hobby a whole new uh, life. It's been like a breath of fresh air. 
Is it controversial? Absolutely. But it's been damn good for the hobby. We are chatting with Leighton from Vintage Breaks. He, he owns 400 different companies. V Just Collect. Vintage Breaks. Do you know that he owns a loft? He owns a loft. I couldn't believe it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, 
Their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. Okay, we are back. We are chatting with our good friend Leighton Sheldon from Vintage Breaks, Just Collect, Leighton's Loft. Uh, uh, what else? I mean, he's all over the freaking place. But a little later on in the show, don't forget our good friend Lee Barron's from Sterling Sports will be uh, uh, joining us for a few minutes. He's got a nice auction going on. And our giveaway is going to be later on a Great American Collectibles T-shirt. And by the way, we're going to be selling these. I don't know if you guys know this. If You know, maybe... Because I like you guys, I make make give one to each one of you. Cool. Whoa! Right. But we're going to be selling these uh, cheap money. All the proceeds are going to go to the Rico Petroselli Fund. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Rico's the one that's forcing me to sell these. By the way, he's uh, playing golf today. He's on a golf course. He's, he's unbelievable, that guy. All right, Leighton, let's talk about the T206 Trove that you've been telling me about. What's going on with that? Sure. Well, I will give you a live update here for your audience. Um, we were recently contacted uh, through a website at justcollect.com by a family that has approximately 400 tobacco cards, all ungraded. Almost all of them are T206s. I'm going to give you a little bit more detail as I just viewed the collection last Thursday, uh, just a few miles, believe it or not, from our office. The gentleman was in town um, handling some personal business as well as uh, for his regular job. And so uh, we met downtown in the lobby of the hotel and very unassuming. I was there first, walks out into the lobby with almost like it looked like an overstuffed binder of like CDs. And I was a little bit concerned that, you know, he was going to bring like one or two cards and well, the rest is at home. And so he takes them out. um, But we talked for a while first. And for those of you who've never done this before, it's kind of, you know, like when you're going out with maybe, uh, you know, your significant other for the first time, you had those butterflies. Like, even though I've done this before, I still get the butterflies. Sure. When I sit down, you know, because like, do I know if the cards are going to be good? Are there going to be cards I want to buy? Or am I going to be able to buy them? You know, even if I want them. Uh, and so you gotta, you gotta play your, your hand close to your vest, but you also have to give really great information. And so that's one of the things I pride myself on that we've done a really great job with our company on our website, we give out lots of great free information on justcollect.com about collections of cards that you've either inherited or you've graded them 15 years ago. You've been a little bit out of the loop. You didn't you know, hear about all these different platforms. You thought eBay was still the only place. You didn't know there were 68 different auction houses. Um, and so all that information is really, really important to people. And so the gentleman wanted to know all that. But then when it came down to the brass tacks, I'm like, well, I can't give you any more information, David, until I look at your cards. So then I finally got to go ahead and dive in. And everything, and you can see by expression, everything was low grade, best case, you know, mid grade. But that wasn't the beauty of the collection. This had resided, his father is still alive, unfortunately suffering from dementia. He's trying to plan for their estate. Yep. And his, his father and his mother, who unfortunately passed away several years ago, they were the proverbial pack rats growing up. So they don't just have cards. They have autographs. Oh, no. <laughs> they, have com- they have comic books. 
They have dolls. They have signs, you know, big oil, you know, gas. Sure, stations. sure. They have a lot of different types of stuff. I really felt like I was on my own version of American Pickers. I was going to say, they've got um, American Pickers types of inventory. Well, it's funny. So I, I know the guys from American Pickers. I'm going to refer them to this uh, collection because they're not going to, you know, they're not going to buy the cards from us. They wouldn't want that. And so ultimately, as I start going through them, I'm like, oh, you know, a couple of them were waterlogged, water damaged. So he didn't know what that meant. So I explained to him how you could tell. And, you know, a couple of the higher end cards had that issue. But this is what was amazing. You know Tito Sixes very well, Tom, as you uh, have wrote a beautiful book on it. So you turn the page over, and I literally, I go like this. I go, wait a minute. Normally, when you're going through cards, you focus on the right-hand page after you flip because you're like, what's on the next page? Right. But I can't help, even though I know to look, like my peripheral vision, I'm like, O-M-G, half the page. Tolstoy's cycles. Oh my god. Everything everything other than Piedmont and sweet caps. And so he's like, Oh, does that matter other than for the Thai cob? Wow. And I'm like, David, wait, David, wait, David. wait. So so that was the cob? What was the back on the cob? Was that just a Piedmont? Had, no, he had multiple cobs. Did he really he has, a cob, he has a cob red with Tolstoy? He had a cob red with cob red with sovereign. I don't think he had a Cobb cycle. He definitely had a Cobb Piedmont or Sweet Cap. And I don't remember what his green was. He, I mean, he had like f- at least five Cobbs. Wow. And at least several tougher backs. But it didn't stop there. He had dozens of Hall of Famers. And like literally half of them are Sovereign, Tolstoy, Cycle. Um, and then you get to like, you know, like, oh, I guess they're all T206s. And he's like, oh, that, that's, a, that's a different Honus Wagner. I'm like, no, it's not a T206 Honus Wagner. E95. But it is, an e- it is an E95. And he's like, I have a Cobb of that too. I'm like, an E95 Cobb? Of course he does. Why not? So he tells me the story as I'm going through the collection. His father didn't collect these. They were his Uncle Billy's uh, his, 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 um, in his family. And his Uncle Billy gave them to his father in the early 1970s. And I took a few pictures, but I'm not going to share them until we ultimately um, sure, buy the sure. collection. They have, and this is like what's so cute about it. They have all these notes and stickers from the 1970s when they started to research them about what they were, about what they might be worth. And we take for granted, Tom, like if you want a T206 question answered, you don't even need to call anyone anymore. You just Google it, right? right You're pretty right. much going to find out what the answer is. Of course. Well, that didn't happen back then. So it was just really interesting to see the binder, the way it stood. And then, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like some amazing T207s, for those of you who don't know what those are, from the tobacco era family of 1910-11, yep. the, the brown bordered cards. Yep. He had an Irving, he had a Lewis card. He had a Buck Weaver. He had multiple broadleaf backs on T207s. I mean, it was very hard for me to contain myself during it but i did i did not accost him i would i very much wanted to walk away with the cards but i realized very early on he wanted information he wanted someone that he could trust he wanted to understand the process he was asking great questions tom for example which chart which card should i grade with psa well i was going to ask you that yeah i was going to ask you that so 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 basically how how do you handle something like that if you were to 
let's say that you were to take over the collection, you would make sure. those. You would make that determination as to what cards are going to get graded and what cards are not going to get graded. Correct. If we bought the collection, right. then certainly we would do that. Right. However, one of the things that I try to explain to people, whether it be you're a novice or not, I mean, you understand this, Tom. Not every card is worth it to be is worth it to get graded. Correct. And he had read articles out there along those lines, so he very much wanted to understand which cards were to get graded. And I explained to him, this is a better way for me to tell you, David. How about I explain to you that if I own these cards, let me tell you which cards I would get graded. And then he understood a lot better because, for example, am I really getting a Ty Cobb that's a one graded because it's a one? No, I'm getting it graded so that the buyer in the end will understand that they have an authentic turn of the century piece of baseball history, which, by the way, and no knock on PSA, but all the grading costs across all the grading companies have gone up. So I was trying to explain um, to David I will value your collection to as close and as accurate as I can, whether it be your cards are slabbed or not, because I'm going to account for what I have to pay for grading fees Absolutely. in the margin that I'm going to make you an offer in your collection. So what I found is, of course, in all walks of life, honesty is, honesty is the best policy. But when you're trying to earn the trust of someone that doesn't know you or your organization, transparency is far and away the best thing that you could do for them. And even though, by the way, folks, I didn't buy the collection yet. I'm only using his first name, and he absolutely could talk to tons of other people. But I gave him so much good, free information that I believe that we've now formed a relationship and a bond. And there's no guarantees he's going to call us if and when he decides to sell. But if and when he decides to sell, I believe we're going to be on that very short list because we gave him incredible guidance as to what to do with his prized collection of T206, T207, T205, et cetera, E95s. Um, and that's how you got to do it. You know something, uh, you're making a good point. I think that transparency is of the utmost importance, especially for guys like yourselves and Heritage and Memory Lane and Sterling Sports. You guys, if you're not transparent with a potential consigner slash customer, your, credibil your credibility is shot. I think that's hugely important, hugely important. I, I wanted to ask you well, two things. It's still cool. It's still very cool to, I use that, like even though these people approached you, I still call it a find. There are still finds out there, which is really, really, really cool. And, and you, know, you know, I still, Leighton, Ellen and I, in the summertime, we'll go to a flea market, we'll go to a yard sale, and... It's Fingers funny. crossed, right? Oh, yeah. Listen, you think I'm, I'm not kidding. You have to understand. No, I believe you. Where yeah. we live here in Massachusetts, we live in a very historic part of the state. I mean, the town that we live in is 1600s. Some of the houses, are th my house is 300 years old. Wow. So, so th there, it's a cool area that we live in. So when there's a yard sale, you know, you never know what you're going to find. You just never know. So we'll stop real quick. Ellen knows exactly what I'm looking for. I'm, I don't care about the old pottery. I don't care about the, uh, you know, all of any of that stuff. There may be one card there. There may be two cards there that are just, you, you never know. So far, we've come up dead. But just the fact is that it's there and it's fun to do. Fun to do. 
No, Tom, you nailed it. So even though we didn't buy the collection, I still walked out of there with a spring in my step because highly qualified lead. I really do believe he's going to contact us in the future if and when they decide to sell. Yeah. But most important, having fun, doing something that I believe is going to happen again and again. So they're not all the same, right? Right. Some collections are worth a lot less. And I had to do an evaluation last night from the loft at home, which, you know, wasn't particularly fun. But, you know, there's three Reggie rookies, 269 mantles, all off grade. And I always like this is the nerd of me. I'm like, how did these cards get like this in terms of condition? So I can speak to the people so they never do it again and harm the cards. Yep. And two, like, how cool is it that they just kept a sleeve of off-grade 1960s stars to be sold, you know, 50 years later? Interesting. Leighton, do you I, – I, I want your opinion on memorabilia. Um, vintage memorabilia, holding its own in, in, in terms of value and, uh, you know, uh, popularity – well, remember vintage. Well, okay, well let me let me qualify term. that. I'm talking yeah. uh, game use, single signed or team signed balls from the 20s, 30s, 40s, game worn jerseys, game used bats, that type of stuff. Sure. So to address game used stuff, game used vintage, you know, memorabilia, um, I think it's tremendous as far as historical artifacts and objects. But I think that the way to tie it into making it an investment and something to be passionate about is being really concerned with the provenance. And if you're fortunate, and there are people who have a knack for this in our industry, like our, our good friend, John Tauby, about doing photo matching. So if you are you know, someone who's a student at that, you can really do quite well investing and in buying and selling vintage you know, game use memorabilia. As far as baseballs go, I'm much more interested in single sign baseballs and team signed. And the main reason is, and this is just personal. I don't love that. A lot of the team signed baseballs from let's say like the twenties to the fifties and sixties, there was a practice, you know, known um, where uh, these signatures were done by someone else. They're yeah. called secretarial signatures. Right. They weren't done to harm someone. They weren't even done to resell. Exactly. They were but, just, but they were just done to satisfy the kids of that time period to get, let's say, that team. So one of the things, and I know Hess an expert from Leland's in this, but I am not. I really don't love the notion of buying, let's say, a Yankee team baseball. Yeah. Because that's my team. Where, like, the Ruth and Garrick is good, but a couple of the other signatures are secretarial. It just, it's not something that I like. So for me, I'd prefer to try to buy, like, a single-signed or maybe a dual-signed um, uh, item uh, as far as signed memorabilia goes. Um, and in terms of, like, how that's holding up, I believe that the more mainstream and popular a Hall of Famer is, the easier it's going to be to resell in the future. I'm not saying profitably, but just to resell. The problem with the likes of, you know, rare Hall of Fame signatures um, are even though they may be worth a lot, like a Burley Grimes yeah. Hall of Fame single sign baseball, it's probably worth thousands of dollars in high end shape. But to be honest, Burley Grimes does not mean a lot to me. And I'd be much more happy with like a 33 Gowdy mid-grade Burley Grimes, which is a few hundred bucks, and have that be my piece of baseball history. So no one's made of money, and it's about figuring out what your path is. But I think game used is not only super interesting, I think there's tons of upside on game used vintage. You know, just real quickly before we take a break, I know we're up against the clock. It's interesting the things that you're saying because 
I've switched. I, I think you may know this, and a lot of people know this. I've liquidated a large part of my T206 collection to private sales because I've had it, you know, 30, 35 years, and it's, I just felt that it was time to switch gears. I've kept all my Hall of Famers, and I, I kept the cover, you know, the, 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 the cards that are on the cover of the book, all that stuff. So I've kind of gravitated towards baseballs. Reason being is I'm, I'm on a mission. But it's an expensive mission, and I can't, some, there are some that I, I'm just not going to spend the money on. You know that famous 1939 photograph of the Hall of Fame, the first Hall of Fame induction class? Well, my, I'm, th- th- those 10 guys or 12 guys, plus Matthewson and Cobb, who were not in the picture, I'm on a mission to, to have a signed ball from each one of those guys, ah, and then I want then I want to have a nice picture frame. The only problem is I've had I've been forced to buy a couple of multi signed balls to get one autograph. One being uh, it was a Cobb. It was in pristine condition, and there's a secretarial Ruth on the back side of the ball. So I bought the ball because of the you know I bought it because of the Cobb, and it's all uh, a PSA uh, authenticated. But it, it, it's it's a little frustrating. You're right that that secretarial root is on the back side of it, which is worthless. You know what I mean? So but, yeah, well, I mean, listen, I can take care of that for you if you give it to me. I'll cut it right out. I'll carve it out. I'll I appreciate right that. All right, listen, we're gonna take a quick break. We come back. Uh, we've got a little more to chat about, and our good friend Lee Barons is gonna be joining us from Sterling Sports Auctions. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Let's go. Hi, everyone. This is Rico Petroselli. JustCollect.com, a leader in the vintage sports card industry, is giving free appraisals on your vintage cards. They'll evaluate your collection for free and let you know the value of it at no cost and no obligation. If you're ready to sell, JustCollect.com will offer you industry-leading prices to buy your card collection. To begin your free baseball card appraisal, visit JustCollect.com or call them at 732-828-2261. That's JustCollect.com for your free vintage card appraisals and top buy prices for your cards. Check out JustCollect.com today. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, Homeowner's insurance is all most people need, but for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece 
to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. With record-breaking sales from everything from the white border T206 Hollandus Wagner for $3.12 million to some great items that support the Jackie Robinson Foundation, Golden Auctions has set the highest standards for the finest in sports cards, autographs, and game-used memorabilia. We're always accepting consignments of high-end premium sports treasures or entire collections. Please register for our next auction and bid now at goldenauctions.com. That's golden with an I. We at Golden Auctions are committed to providing unsurpassed customer service for the discriminating collector. That's exactly why we're the leader in the industry. Visit goldenauctions.com or call 856-767-8550. Remember, Golden Auctions. We don't just break records, we shatter them. With so many fakes out there, it's hard to figure out if the sneakers you want are real. But when you buy eligible sneakers on eBay, you can be confident they're genuine because every pair goes through a meticulous authentication process. Introducing eBay Authenticity Guarantee. First, the sneakers you've purchased are inspected by a team of professional authenticators who carefully examine the shoes, including color, pattern, logos, and materials. Then they're measured and compared to the eBay listing to make sure they match. Even the laces, accessories, and box are checked. Once your sneakers are verified, they receive an authenticity tag. And every tag is NFC enabled so you can see the detailed specs. eBay Authenticity Guarantee. No fakes, no fraud, no doubt. And remember, eBay is the place to go for all of your memorabilia, sports and non-sports, cards, autographs, and much more. Whether it's a gift... 
Ellen, Ellen, listen. For that special someone or you want to just add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now's the time to flip your cards and get some extra cash. I shop on eBay all of the time. I buy my fishing stuff. I buy some cards. I buy odds and ends. That's eBay connecting buyers and sellers globally. All right, let's bring in our other pal from Sterling Sports Auctions, our good friend Lee Barons. How are you, Mr. Barons? Hi there, doing good. How about yourself? Good. You know Mr. Uh, Sheldon, don't you? Hey, Lee. Hello there, Clayton. Yes, we've been across, set up across from each other a few times in Philly. Is that like the Mason-Dixon line or, you know, you guys get along? Or, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know. It's, it's, well, I listen to his pack ripping in his podcast, so while we're sitting across. I'll tell you what, man. At those shows, Sheldon, he, he holds he holds court. It's like everybody is in and out visiting with Leighton, visiting with Leighton. Hey, Leighton, do you actually work there or do you just kind of schmooze? I like to say I shake hands and I kiss babies. That's what you do. Okay. That's what I do. Like well, he's, he's like a meat market. You got to take a number to get up. Oh, there. exactly. Yeah, you have to have a deli ticket. You got to have a deli yeah, you ticket. You need a ticket. You got to know the right people. You got to schmooze the hostess. You know. Absolutely. Hey, uh, you know, you have an auction going on, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you right between the eyes, Lee. The 1951 Bowman Real Rookie Card. What do you got there? I, I have a 51 Bowman Mickey Mantle Rookie Card. It's a two. Uh, it's off to a good start, but there's definitely room out there. It's a very nice two. It's not like one that was it had rounded corners and everything it's in very nice can't we give can't we give that card some love you guys how do we get that i mean that is the mantle true rookie card is it as nice looking as a 52 absolutely not but it's this true rookie card why isn't that card moving because i happen to own one by the way so i just thought (laughs) i'd ask the question but how do we get that card to move Leighton and lee well i made a note to check out the bidding when we're done so that might help okay (laughs) That's good. I, 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 that one's blowing me away for years just because, I mean, you're talking 20% of what a 52 mantle goes for. Easy, easy 20%. You know, and it's an attractive card. It's not like sometimes, you know, a card just because the aesthetics aren't, I mean, obviously the 52 is really nice, but the aesthetics still are there. I mean, that's what I think too. Uh, Leighton, the uh, same thing. I mean, you look at the, you look at the, at the 51 Bowman mantle, and then you look at a Ted, Ted Williams rookie card, I mean, it's in the Ted Williams rookie card. Says rookie card, great hitter, but it's not a very attractive card. No, not in the Ted Williams. But the mantle's nice. I like the fifty-one Bowman mantle. I do think it has upside. This is my advice to people: unless you're really going to buy like a six or higher, to me, anything under a six, simply just focus on the centering of the card and the eye appeal. Yeah, I agree. There's so many examples I've seen: one through five, one through six, where like even though the grade is technically right. I wouldn't want to own it for my collection. Well, it's you know something, and Lee, I think you see this too. I think, I think a lot of collectors are not educated to that because not every two is the same. So they'll see a card, a PSA 2 versus a PSA 2 versus a PSA 2, and you really have to pay attention to that because not all PSA 2s or PSA 3s or 4s were created alike, and I think that's what you really need to learn. Um, Right? Yeah. I, I had a 52 mantle, uh, tops mantle a year ago that was a 1.5, but the thing looked like a three. 
Exactly. And it got record prices when it was all said That's and done. A, yeah, I, right. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with the two that uh, uh, an educated collector will see that a 1.5 or a 2 or a 3 is actually could sell as a 4. You know what I mean? Get 4, four, four you know, PSA 4 money. And that's another good thing. What about the Jackie Robinson? You get some Robinsons in there too, right? Oh, yes. We... Um, I have a, a Bond bread portrait that uh, that one's a, a one, yeah. but still rookie card, still presents well. I have the the fifty two and a four, a PSA four. That's a nice card. We have a forty nine Bowman Jackie Robinson. We have every single Jackie Robinson that's in the tops card, including the partial diamond fifty five. Nice. Very cool. Which is. Uh, Doing more research, there's not a whole lot of them things out there that are, I mean, granted, there could be a bunch in the slabs because they haven't been marked recently. But, yeah, we have uh, all the a lot of Jackie Robinson, if you're looking for that, and they're all very nice and presentable. That, uh, and then you got some Aaron's and Clementi's and uh, Koufax's, things like that, too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got, uh, I think, I got the Koufax rookie back here. Uh, Aaron rookie, there's... I'm drawing blank. There's a Gretzky rookie, Opeachy, that I was surprised that the thing's a four, but the kind of money a four commands these days is amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's a Rod Alcinder rookie in there. Uh, we have our our T206s, like a Maddie portrait. I have a tougher back, Buck Herzog with the Cycle 460. Who is that card? Who's the player? Buck, Buck Herzog. Herzog. Okay, Buck. Yeah. It's actually very... Uh, a lot of people seem to be collecting this player with back combination. At one time, we knew of four different guys that were collecting the front back combination of this card specifically. It, it's, you know, isn't that funny, uh, both of you guys, how, and especially with the T206s, how some people gravitate to a certain player and try to collect that one common and all the backs that are available. Shag Shaughnessy or, uh, you know, pick somebody. You can pick anybody. Uh, uh, Bill Dalen or, you know, it's just amazing how some people will focus for no particular reason on one player and try to, you know, grab as many of that player and the player backs as possible. Do you guys see that? Have you seen that over the years? I think a lot of yeah. it is the fact that the you have you have to find a subset to start with, yeah, in that set just because it's so big, and that helps to narrow a focus for people. And uh, I mean, to go get some of those tough backs on them cards, uh, good luck. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit of kind of history, and I got to brag a little bit here. Yeah, I have we got about a, a minute left. Four sixty collection. I was nice. down needing five of them. Yeah, and I was almost to the point of gonna punt and be done i had a gentleman i was able to pick up three of the five that i needed from one wow. guy so i'm now down to two good for you just amazed i mean it's so now now like it's in place i need one of the cobs and then a one of one that's out there lee when does the auction end the auction ends thursday uh great you have, have initial bid in by 8 p.m all right, Eastern standard time, and then the whole auction is open for bidding at that point. All right, so so again, over. for our viewers, today is Tuesday. We're recording is tomorrow night, and his auction ends the following day, which is tomorrow because you're going to be watching it tomorrow. Doesn't make <laughs> sense, right? Thursday night. Uh, what's your website address, Lee? 
sterlingsportsauctions.com. If you need to get lost, just go into Google and Sterling Auctions and it pops up right to the top. Easy to register if you're not registered already. Uh, I should be able to get you registered. Fantastic. Within a couple hours of registration. And, and you're good to get go. Get you active and lots to offer. Good for you. We'll see you at the National. Actually, I'm not going to be at the Nationals this year just because of the logistics for me to fly into Philly, drive to Atlantic uh, City, which sadly I'd love to be there, but it's just uh, expense-wise for myself. But you will be at, you'll be at the Philly show. Um, I, I, I'm going to try to line something up on the East Coast this summer yet. I still got to see what fits into my schedule. I mean, that's the biggest thing, being a one-man show. Yeah. Yep. I have to work in there around the well, I mean Leighton Leighton has what three or four hundred people working for him now, so you know it is what Yeah, it is. something like that. All right. <laughs> take care, Lee. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Have a good one. Lee Barron, some Sterling Sports. You know something? Uh, uh those are the guys, Leighton, you know, there are so many different levels of uh dealers and auction houses and they all have a great niche. You know what I mean? You got the the little single single owner or mom and pop uh, uh, auction houses. They have a niche, people love to go to them. Then you have the heritages and the memory lanes. Then you have everything in between, you know? It's just, it's really cool, it really is. I use, the, I use this term, we are an ever evolving cottage industry that is so much bigger than a cottage industry at the moment. But that's what's so cool, is there's so many, uh, sorry, that that's, was a phone call coming in. Um, okay. There's just so many different levels and so many great people. It was really wonderful to be on with Lee and with Jordan. You know, obviously Jam was missed today and Rico, of course, is beloved. But Tom, this has been a blast. I did want to plug one particular Yeah, I was going to say, we have, we, what do we have for time here? We got about three minutes, man. This is yours. Let's run with it. Oh, well, I won't take three minutes, but I did want to let everyone know, very excited that this weekend, Vintage Breaks and Just Collect will be supporting um, Rick Probstein and his efforts to be running an amazing convention at the Great American Ball. Mariano Rivera, LT, lots of amazing autograph guests. Wow. So we're going to be exhibiting there. And at the same time, this Sunday for Vintage Breaks, you can check it out at vintagebreaks.com. We have an amazing event ending at 10 o'clock Eastern time, where for as little as three bucks, you can win thousands of dollars in prizes, like a 1964 Tops baseball complete set, a stay unusual rookie, thousands of dollars of break credit. And if nothing else, we're going to be doing for the first time ever. How cool is this? We just put together our first ever 100 spot baseball memorabilia break, but it's sold out very quickly. In that break was a Jackie Robinson signed check, PSA DNA authenticated, a Mariano Rivera jersey with 10 different inscriptions. So we did this in cooperation with our good friend from Brandon Steiner from Collectible Exchange. And the, is, the event itself is sold out, but we're going to be doing the memorabilia break this Sunday live so everyone can watch it on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash vintage breaks. We hope you can join us. Fantastic. Hey, before we let you go, this is our giveaway. And by the way, we're going to be changing up our giveaway. We've decided that, um, and this is a Great American Collectibles t-shirt. This week's winner is, what do we have here? Gino Bravo. Gino Bravo. Gino's a good guy. Gino's one of the uh, Tobacco Row guys. Congratulations, Gino. You know the uh, you know how, what you have to do. Email me, text me, message me with your address, and we'll get it out. But you know what we're going to start doing in the next couple of weeks? We are going to pick 
a viewer of the week. And we're not going to pick randomly. We're going to, you know, we've been on the air now for six years. We have so many loyal, loyal viewers and sponsors. We're going to take a little vote every week, and we're going to pick somebody on, on our end who we're going to give something away to every week. So that's, that's what we're great, Tom. That's what we want to do because you guys have all been good. And there are, I feel bad because there are people that have been watching us in, for six years, five years, and have never won. So you know something? We're going to change that. Tom, I'll tell you what. You want to end the show with this? we got our big event ending. What's cool is even if you win this break credit, as long as you spend it before Sunday, your purchases will be eligible for a chance to win these bonus vintage cards and credit. If you guys want, um, with Great American Collectible Show, when you release the show uh, tomorrow, if you'd like to give away courtesy of vintage breaks, choose one winner, give away a $100 break credit. Fantastic. So they can spend $100 on any breaks at all they like on our sites. Um, and I think they're going to really enjoy that. If they do it before Sunday, they'll, they'll have a chance to win some amazing votes. I can type that in. Very good. All right. Listen, great. as always, Leighton, you know what you mean to us. You've been great over the years. You have been a big supporter of the show. Uh, we, help, we hope that we help you guys keep up the great work. Uh, your website before we leave? JustCollect.com, VintageBreaks.com. It was a pleasure being here and an honor. Thank you, Tom. Okay, brother. We love you. With that being said, again, thanks to our viewers and listeners. Thanks to Lee. Thanks to Jordan. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. And with that being said, we love you guys. Happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21, Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.